Guru Nation, welcome to episode 504 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I go live and I talk about being a generalist and why it's so important and why the opportunities are here for generalists and why, even if you don't think it's a good idea, probably is a good idea. You just gotta open your mind a little. And when I say generalist, I don't mean know a little about a lot. I mean know a lot about a lot. Uh, that's what I truly mean by generalist. And obviously you can't get there from day one. It starts one at a time, bird by bird, which is actually a good book, by the way. So hope you enjoy this episode. Check out the links in the show notes, the Patreon channel. If any place for five bucks a month, we teach things about how to be a generalist. We have a monthly mastermind, which I'm actually about to go do right now, this monthly mastermind. So check it out, patreon.com slash also in the show notes, check out the CRA and CRC Academies. Both have been doing very well at getting our graduates hired. And finally, if you want to open a site or get more studies for your site or just need help in that matter, uh, text me 949-415-6256. And with that being said, enjoy the show. Fear not, guys, because we're going to be bringing you uh, the Instagram live stream, we're going to upload that too. So that's a lot, a lot of lives today. And just wanted to answer some questions. wanted to get a feel for the community, what you guys are up to. I'm actually at Dr. Hazen's office. We're going to talk about being a generalist. She's not immune to being a generalist either. She's a PI that sometimes, Chris, you talk about this. Mm. Sometimes the PIs have to do coordinator work too. Sure. And that's where we're at in this particular situation. So Dr. Hazen's gonna be coming in to join me. Uh, and I'm gonna have the, her book handy. This is her book. This is a gift to Dr. Al from her. Uh, but let me know, guys, what you guys are up to. What do you think? Um, how's it going? How are you becoming more of a generalist? Are you, do you even care? Is it important to you? Are you trying? Are you not trying? We did a video this morning on confidence in clinical research. So let me tell you, like Chris and I are generalists. We do CRA. We do lead CRA, we do project management, we do coordinator, we do site director. What else? Budget and contract, patient recruitment, social media, digital outreach, business development. It's generalist as you can get. And I think those who are generalist have more options in their career. Hello, Ose, how's it going? Hello, LinkedIn user. Nice to see you. So let me know. I, I need to know what you guys think about this. And no wonder I wasn't receiving any notifications. My Do Not Disturb was on. Do Not Disturb on my phone was on. Remember I was telling you, Chris, why I'm not getting uh, notifications? I had my Do Not Disturb on. So... Guys, at 5 o'clock, I'm going to actually be on Marjorie's Clubhouse under Guru Nation. 
uh, keeping it real. So we'll do that in the car first, Chris, keeping it real in research. And then we'll go live on Instagram. Chris is over here finishing up a, a monitoring report. So in the previous, so 042 and 044, we only sent you the report. We didn't send a follow-up letter. I know. So I just sent the last our, two. Are we sending her a follow-up letter this time? We're sending a SIV follow-up letter, yeah. Yeah. Hello, Joe. How's it going? Two-minute school. Hi to all. Hello, two-minute school. Let me know what you guys are thinking about what you're doing. I had a talk today about diversity as well through Latinos in clinical research and some of the initiatives that we're doing. Let me know if you need that template. I have a template. Yeah, I don't have an SIV follow-up. Ashley Margo. Uh, let me email it to you. Ashley Margo. What's new? Gazelle. Chris, you don't remember Gazelle, right? Of course I remember Gazelle. Yeah, so we're over here monitoring and doing um, follow-up letters. You always keep it real when it comes to clinical research. You know what? We try. Where can I learn the best practices? Hello, Cat Mystery. Where can I learn the best practices for SIV startup? So what are you talking about? <laughs> is it SIV or is it study startup? Because study startup is a process that happens before the SIV. You're supposed to ideally have everything done prior to the SIV, like right before the SIV. SIV follow-up letter. Uh, hello, Noemi. How's it going? Nice to see you again. Uh, nice to see familiar faces. Who's going to be on Clubhouse at in 55 minutes from now? We're waiting on Dr. Hazen to join us, so she's going to come live. Uh, study start positions are very tough to meet deadlines and had the pressure of activation. What do you think? Of course. Study startup, it's, it's a, you, you're relying on, Chris, how difficult is it to motivate sites to get their regulatory documents turned in? I mean, we have a project right now, not the one we're sitting here for, but we, we had to bring someone else on to do the study startup stuff, uh, to encourage sites, to reach out to sites and tell them, hey, you know what, we need the uh, this document. You know, we need the delegation of duty log. We need the 1572. We need the IRB form. We need the uh, we need IRB approval. We need the CLIA. That's another one we got to put in the in the uh, follow-up letter, which I'm going to send you right now, sites, the CLIA. Sites range in motivation and willingness to do what they're asked. So it's all over the spectrum. I don't know if you guys can hear Chris, but sites range in motivation. This is correct. I'm going to have to find that template for you in a bit. But, uh, well, it'd be good if you could do it now. Well, I have an interview for a CRA2 position. On Thursday. All right. So, Chris, I need to find something for Chris really quick. I have an interview for a CRA2 position on Thursday. They sent me a few common interview questions and would like your input. Sure. Type them away. Type them in. We're doing SIV right now, or we're wrapping up at SIV. Uh, so, 
You might just have to change the footnotes, Chris, for the new protocol. Did you find it? Yeah. So send them, Noemi. Please send it. And we're waiting for Dr. Hazen to come through. She's having lunch, but yeah, common interview questions. So if it's study startup related to this person's question, they're going to ask you, how do you motivate sites to send in your documents? How do you, like, what do you do if the site's not sending financial disclosure form? How do you keep track of who's missing the forms, this and that? This is what they're going to ask you in those interviews. And for Noemi, describe what you would do if you were monitoring at a site that has electronic medical records and you didn't have access to the system. So uh, before even reading the over-the-shoulder access, I would say over-the-shoulder, I would request over-the-shoulder access. And you're basically like, pretend like I'm on my computer right here in front of me. You would be standing here as the CRA, as I'm pulling up the EMRs, and you would be looking at the source data and confirming what's on the source is correct. Like for example, medical history. What they wrote down on the source for medical history is what you're seeing on the EMRs over the shoulder Okay, over this shoulder or over this one, whichever is more comfortable for you. That's, that's how you describe the over-the-shoulder access. Now, you might want to have the source, like if it's paper source, you're going to be looking at the paper source in front of you and making sure that it matches with what's in front of or over the shoulder that you're actually looking at the EMRs in front of you. Hello, Diana. How's it going? Thank you very much for dropping in. Moonlight says, is there any program for increasing CRA pro productivity? Just your motivation and intrinsic driving force, your internal driving force. That's CRA productivity. Uh, I don't know how CRA productivity, there's no software that can improve CRA productivity because it's all protocol dependent. Dealing with a difficult personality, PI relationships, site relationships, etc. I mean, this is where the soft skills come in, Miami. This is where you've got to talk about your soft skills. How in the past, matter of fact, this question you're seeing right now, how to deal with a difficult personality, is the easiest transferable skill. You can bring this from another industry. So if you were in sales, or if you were in finance, you've probably dealt in other jobs, it doesn't even have to be clinical research, with difficult personalities. So you use those same soft skills, and if you have examples of this, uh, specific examples, you can discuss, and you can say how you're gonna use that with the site relationships as well. So soft skills, even take a course. I mean, there's courses on Coursera where they talk about um, salesmanship and influence and persuasion and different things like that. That's generalist. That's being a generalist. Okay, you may understand the fundamentals of research. How do you prove that you have soft skills as well? Take a course, talk about personal examples, different things like that. I have never heard of over-the-shoulder access. Thanks. Well, now you have, and this is why you guys come back every single time we go live. When is it, Chris? When do I go live, Chris? All the time. I don't know. No, 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 not all the time. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's when we go live. Yeah, when I can. When I can. 
Uh, we usually did certified copies of medical records. So now you guys know. Now you guys know that over-the-shoulder access is a thing. Uh, I've never done over-the-shoulder access. I've always had access to the EMRs. But don't let. basically what they're saying is don't let excuses from the site stop you from monitoring. It's very expensive to get you to go to a site to monitor. The, wor the last thing the sponsor wants is a wasted day from a CRA. CRAs are expensive, and they don't want you going all the way over there, and just because the site says, well, you're, we're not going to give you EMR access, that you're going to just turn around and go home. No. You say, okay, well, let's do over-the-shoulder access, and the site may still say no. Maybe it's in their SOPs that they can't do over-the-shoulder access, but the point is you got to try. you got to try. Aura, just wanted to say hi, I'm not in research yet, but I always love learning from your videos and other people out there. Aura, no problem. As a BSN, you know all about dealing with difficult doctors, difficult probably hospital staff, so you can actually answer this last question of dealing with difficult personality, PI, relationships, etc. You are just by your MBA, so I know you know about sales, marketing, and persuasion, and then by your BSN, I know that you, as a nurse, have dealt with these personalities, difficult personalities. So you do very well at Naomi, Noemi's question. How do you deal with IP accountability, temperature excursions? Uh, you would have to quarantine the drug, the IP, and get an approval from the sponsor if the drug can still be used. If the sponsor and it's a deviation no matter what if there's been a temperature excursion it's a deviation <coughs> now the question is does it impact patient safety if it impacts patient safety you're supposed to report to the IRB if the medical monitor or the sponsor determines that the excursion did occur but it doesn't impact patient safety then you don't necessarily have to report that to the IRB but it's still a deviation so they, they want to see like when they ask you these things they're not necessarily looking for the right answer. They're looking for the right frame of mind. Do you know this level of detail of what happens? Because it's a lot of gray area here. Temperature excursion, okay, quarantine the IP. If it was already dispensed, we need to find out, is the sponsor okay with that? Or is the sponsor not okay with that, and we need to immediately terminate the patient, the subject? You were talking about how you can motivate sites to submit documents and you didn't finally get to say it, please, how do you get them to send updated documents on time? Soft skills. you got to master the art of persuasion. It's extra difficult for a study startup specialist because they never see the sites face-to-face, -face. and it's much more difficult to use soft skills over the phone for someone you never met and they know you'll never will meet them but that's basically what you gotta that's what it boils down to persistence and soft skills and that's a whole there's web there's courses on this stuff what senior what cra senior position usually can shift to after years of experience what senior cra position lead cra clinical team lead somebody said that's true of course I, at least i believe it's true Still want to verify spot check with over the shoulder, even with certified copies. Yes. With certified copies, you still want to spot check like every three, four visits. 
you want to just at least do a over the shoulder EMR if the site allows you. Uh, Aura says thank you. Over the shoulder access do exist. I used to be a junior auditor and that's all we needed to review data on EDC. Yeah, and that would be very difficult SDV, but sometimes it's the only way you can do it. Audit readiness. What does it mean for a site to be audit ready? You got to remember the hierarchy. GCP is the site GCP compliant. Then the next level is protocol. Is the site protocol compliant? And then um, site SOP. Is the site compliant with their own SOP? When they are compliant with all three of those things, they are audit ready. Easier said than done. Trying to keep these answers short and sweet. Where's Dr. Azen? She's letting me do this whole live stream by myself. She's obviously been going on work. All of the other, so someone's answering Naomi's, all of the other uh, essential documents are in the study binders. That's right. Regulatory. Make sure audit readiness, part of it is ALCOAC, which um, ALCOAC is actually part of GCP and protocol and SOP. It just overrides everything. Make sure coordinators know you care and understand that they are busy. Ask nicely. Yeah, soft skills. Empathy. Empathy is a hard thing to teach, guys. It's easier to teach clinical research than it is to teach empathy. Take it from someone who's hired many a people. Most, thankfully, have been high on the empathy scale. Much harder to teach empathy than clinical research. Uh, what about ICF? Uh, well, what about it? What about it? You have to make sure that the ICF is uh, the process of consent is being done properly as per GCP. Hey, Dan, why do you love clinical research field? It's booming. It's all it's always in demand. Uh, you're on the forefront of innovation. And I mean, you get to actually see like you get to play a role in uh, medical progress like that's that's big time it, it's a very meaningful work and very lucrative you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar this is soft skills from diana thank you diana i agree and diana you're a, a very good monitor from what i remember Guys, people are hiring like crazy. I'm looking at my emails right now, and their employers are trying to post on Latinos in clinical research. Hey, we're hiring 12 people right now. We're hiring for diversity. Look at all these emails. Chris, you were in the car, car with me when they were saying this. Natasha says absolutely 100. Another BSN RN. You guys know. Do you BSN RSN know? You guys know all these things. This is very helpful. I get very nervous during interviews, but this will help with my confidence. Watch my video from today. What's going to help with confidence? Knowledge. Knowledge doesn't end. Like you can learn about soft skills. You can learn about all your questions, Noemi, that you asked. You can like learn about all these things and have real life examples even if it's not from something you've done it could be from something you've learned recently maybe you read something on uh, clinicaltrial.gov 
that you just learned about or on Google Scholar about a study that's similar to the studies that they're hiring for. I've been in research my entire nursing career, 15 years. RNs, BSNs make great monitors. Great. What is the salary for a generalist? Uh, what is the salary potential for a generalist? It's unlimited, to tell you the truth. It's unlimited because you can own a site, you can own a CRO, you can, you can be a consultant, you can own a consulting firm. Unlimited. Describe your experience with risk-based monitoring. You have to follow the protocol really, uh, sorry, not the protocol. You have to follow the monitoring plan because the monitoring plan will explain exactly what you need to do. So in this case, Naomi, if you don't have any actual risk-based monitoring experience, you need to learn and read up on everything you can about risk-based monitoring so that when they ask you this, you can talk about what you've read because they're going to know that you haven't actually done risk-based monitoring unless you have. And if they have, then you got to tell them what, what your experiences were. Hey, Nancy, how's it going? Nice to see you. Thanks, Dan. I've been monitoring for a little while now. I remember. I remember. You were always an excellent monitor. Very good soft skills. I don't know if you remember Chris, Diana Swanson. Or Chris says he's not sure. Or a hickey. Yes, empathy is key. If you understand people and where they are coming from, then you can talk to them in a way they will understand. Any tips on how to be successful organized junior CRA to decrease stress and increase productivity? Is there any tips on how to be a successful CRA to decrease stress and increase productivity? Know the protocol very well. Um, I think that solves a lot of problems, If right? Would you agree? Yeah. If the CRA knows the protocol very well, that solves like 80% of the problems when it comes to lack of efficiency or productivity uh, and decreasing stress levels. Like and also the, the sites, yes, and also the site's going to respect you more because there's nothing worse than when you're a site and you call a CRA and say, hey, I have a patient here right now. This is the situation we're in. What do we do? There's nothing worse than the CRA saying, oh, I have to get back to you on that. It happens all the time, though. It happens all the time because they don't want the liability. But if you know the protocol really well, sometimes you can answer that question right there and save the site some time. And then when you need something in return, they're going to say, hey, this is a CRA that actually knows, you know, they actually know what they're doing. So, you know, they were helpful to me in the past. I'm going to be helpful to them. Today, the video on facing interview is many are in the playlist. <laughs> Thank you, Two Minute School. I haven't done much risk-based monitoring, so definitely have to do research. Well, if you've done any, go back and look at the monitoring plan. The monitoring plan will explain everything of what you need to do. On facing interviews on air on playlist, many are there. <laughs> okay. Knowing the protocol definitely helps. Absolutely. Have you had any experience with IDEs? Any general advice for running an IDE? What is the what is this IDE? Can you write it out what that means? Mute that for a moment. I can't mute. I'm live. There's no way to mute. Uh, hold on. Let me. Uh, maybe there is a way to mute. Chris wants me to mute. Sorry, guys, for the. Uh, Just ten seconds. Ten seconds.
All right, unmuted, unmuted. Uh, tell me what's uh, investigative investigational device exemption study. So this is just device. I mean, I haven't done any as a CRA or as a site any of these studies, but the the um, the principles are the same. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's a surgical technique, if it's a device, if it's a biologic, if it's a diagnostic, the principles of monitoring is the same thing. Doesn't change. Uh, know the protocol, at least know where to find the answer. Building good relationships from the beginning makes the whole study run smoother. Yep. Um, so yeah, so the principles are the same. Device or not device. Anything else, guys? I got to get going so we can get ready for this uh, clubhouse. Thank you, Diane. I got to bounce too. But thank you, guys. Keep your questions coming. Remember, confidence comes from knowledge, and that comes from just repetition and your, your, your understanding, your full understanding of the material. I'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.